You're listening to Logos Masterclass. I'm Reverend Gail Stallings. Hi, this is Reverend Gail Stallings. Now, I know you're wondering, what is Logos Masterclass? Well, it is a weekly program comprised of three women of God whose goal it is to transform the listeners' minds and hearts to grow in their faith and understanding as disciples of Jesus Christ. Every episode will vary in format through preaching and teaching, illustrations, and interviews. Every week will feature a different host. So join Reverend Sherry Lumpton, Reverend Marissa White, and myself, Reverend Gail Stallings, on Tuesdays at 3, Wednesdays at 4, and Saturdays at 3. That is Logos Masterclass. Tell me what do you do when you've done all you can and it seems like it's never enough. And tell me what do you say when your friends turn away Watch the Lord see you through after you've done all you can. You just stand. Tell me how do you handle the guilt of your past? How do you handle the Masterclass. Stay tuned.
Hello, this is Reverend Gail Stallings. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be speaking to you from Psalms 89, 20 through 24, and I'm going to be referencing Genesis 3, 14 and 15. You know, it's been a, a tough week for many of us, perhaps a tough season for many of us. I know in my church alone, we've seen a lot of loss. I attended a couple of celebration of life services over the past week and a half. And I have another to go to this week. I've visited with those who are sick and I have gotten calls about others who have been hospitalized with pending surgery and needing prayer. You know, some of the challenges we know about, but there are so many more that exist between us that we don't. And so I ask that we pray for each and everyone every day. Father, pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because at one time or another, we are all going through something. I remember hearing a, another pastor, I think it was Reverend Priscilla Shira, say at one time or another, we're either going through something, just coming out of something, or smack dab in the middle of the storm. That is so true. We got to keep each other prayed up. Pray for ourselves, pray for our brothers and sisters, because at one time or another, we are all going through something. And sometimes those challenges discourage us and directly threaten our ability to lean into our hope in God, to remember what God has equipped us with. And it, and it could be the, the issue, the challenge. It could be the enemy whispering to us during that challenge or friends trying to give us what they believe is good advice or trying to give us some understanding of what's going on in our life, you know, like the Job experience. Or sometimes it's just our own mind that is questioning and caving upon the weight of the trouble. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. The title of this message is, Oh, You Don't Know Who You're Messing With. And I, I need for you to practice that with me and say, Oh, no, you don't know who you're messing with. Because we, we're going to need to pull that out of our back pocket. We're going to have to pull that out of our spirit a whole lot of times when we see those challenges coming toward us, see the enemy trying to discourage us. But let us start off with prayer. God in heaven, Lord that answers with fire, our wonder-working Father. We come together, we come here today, we are listening today, we are in worship today, worshiping your precious name. Please accept our thanksgiving, O oh Lord, the Alpha and Omega author and finisher of our faith. We are gathered here in your presence. We ask that you visit, visit us mightily and bless us with an encounter like none other. Come, O oh Lord, and fill us, fill us with your glory. 
We pray our worship and praises are acceptable in your sight. We ask that everything we do today be orchestrated divinely from heaven. Father, let the manifestation of your love and will be released upon us. Open the windows of heaven and speak to us, Father. We are listening. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Remember that old TV show, Dukes of Hazard, where there was an ongoing battle between the Hatfields and McCoys? Did you know that famous feud was an actual thing? Like, I didn't. I didn't until recently when I was reading some history books and I found some reference to that. And part, it's a part of an American recorded history lesson that was rewritten a lot of times with, co- with creative liberty and made into a TV sitcom and a serious movie. I, you know, I had no idea. And here's something else that surprised me. The reason for the feud. See, during the Civil War, members of both families lived in West Virginia and Kentucky and fought for the Confederacy. All except one of the McCoy boys, Asa Harmon McCoy, to be exact. Now, during this time, many territories had what they call home guards. And at the West Virginia-Kentucky Um, border, there was a guard called the Logan Wildcats, and it was populated mostly by Hadfields. Now, Asa was returning from the war and was caught and killed by the guard. They were not sure which Hadfield was to blame with certainty, but it was known to be a Hadfield. And the Hatfields at the time, the Hatfield family was wealthy, politically well-connected, you know, that family. And so they got off. And that is where the first violence began between the family members, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Generational enemies. In a way, this reminds me of Genesis three fourteen and 15 that says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat the dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And they, they will crush your head and you will strike their heel. Generational enemies. You know, I, I'm kind of curious and intrigued by that word enmity. It means perpetual opposition or enemies inherently at odds, intense opposition. The woman and the serpent, the Hatfields and the McCoys, the world and God, the world and God, enmity. Give you a spoiler alert. You know, we, we all know the story, the end of the Bible. We all know what it says. God wins against the world, against the enemy, and so do his children. You know, in Bible study, my Bible study right now, we're looking at Psalms and the other four wisdom books. 
And if you don't know what the wisdom books are, they include Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. And while the entire Bible guides us on the right on right living, in these books, it is more loudly than anywhere else you are taught how to shut down the tricks of the enemy. In the same way, clever Hollywood writers can pull you in and make you root for the bad guy or the believe that the bad guy isn't that bad or disguise who really is the bad guy. So too does the enemy. And that's the problem, especially for us in our world today and why we often, why so many often get confused. The Bible warns us about this. In 2 Corinthians 11, um, 14, it says, no, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Our lives, our lives, our current lives reflect that drama playing out every day. You know, like the Hatfields and the McCoy tug of war. Only we are tricked into believing what the enemy wants. Feel what the enemy wants us to feel. Do what the enemy wants us to do with each generation. Emity. But emity suggests a two-way push, I heard someone say once. A push and then a pushback. And that is what we must keep in mind. And that is what we must not surrender to being just pushed and not pushed back. That is what we must do regularly. Let me show you something. In Psalms 89, 20 through 24, from the Message Bible, because I know a lot of you have read the King James Version and the NIV Version and the NRSV Version. I want to read to you the Message Bible version. Just another slant. And it says, I found David, my servant, poured holy oil on his head. And I'll keep my hand steadily on him. Yes, I'll stick by him through thick and thin. No enemy will get the best of him. No scoundrel will do him in. I'll weed out all opposed to him and I'll clean out all who hate him. I am with him for good and I will love him forever. Amen. See, the world would have you think other when you meet challenges and David met quite a few. For example, the world said the enemy, the enemy said David would, was too little, not good enough, should stay in his place in the fields herding sheep. He was no competition for a big, strong warrior like Goliath. But the enemy is a liar. The enemy was a liar. And he will lie to us too if we let him. But he, he doesn't know who he is messing with, right, church? He doesn't know who he's messing with. See, today, today, I want you to put the enemy on notice. 
Let him know things are not going to be like they used to be. You know, we've been going through some things for the past 12, 18 months with COVID and and all the. Let him know things are not going to be like they used to be. Since you've made it through a pandemic, vaccinations, masks, being confined to your home for more than a year, race riots and all and and all kinds of things that we can't even talk about. We don't even want to talk about. We have had more than enough, right? Are you fed up? Because I am. We have had more than enough. You know that feeling that you get that you got after being chased home day after day, week after week by that bully, bully in school and then one hot day you had just had a bad day already in school. You were at the end of your rope. You had lost your patience. Things were getting on your nerves, just on your last nerves, making you angry and fed up and you decide I ain't running no more. And either you were going to, you were either going to give a beat down or get one, but you were not going to run. Saints, I'm telling you right now, it's time for you to put up your dukes. When the world and the enemy push us, when the world and the enemy push us, it's time for us to push back. It's time for us to push back. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to be sad. We don't have to hide. We should not be giving up. We should not be surrendering. We should not be soft. We are not to be bullied. I don't know about you, but I am not running no more. The evil one doesn't know who he's messing with. You know that look when you get when you know that look you get when um you start snapping your neck and sucking your teeth and you know rolling your eyes. This is the way we should be moving. From now on, that is the way I want to see all of us moving when the enemy starts his mess. Check Psalms and the wisdom books. It is speaking to you about enmity. It's teaching you to push back that push back posture. The enemy may appear big and bad and scary. He may have political influence or money. He may roll up throwing darts of fear upon receiving a medical diagnosis you don't understand or financial hardship or legal matters. He's there when unexpected things happen to us, to our family, stirring up confusion and anxiety. The enemy is cocky, overconfident, but he's a liar and he's full of himself. And he wants to keep us down. The enemy wants to feed us all fear and all discouragement and just falsehoods and knock us off our feet, cause confusion and leave us too weak to push back, to fight back, to get up, to slay that giant in our lives. The enemy is depending on you and I to feel hopeless and frustrated and disappointed and disconnected and doubt God. The Hatfields may have had a judge in their pocket, but our father, our daddy has the whole world in his hand. He is incapable of lying. Our father Our father is incapable of deception. He loves us. He protects us. He is the finisher of all things. He is the last word. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the flex above all flexes. He is the one that walks in our father and says, you may have started it, but I'm going to end it. Talk about 
unfair advantages against the enemy. Saints, the scale will always fall in our favor because of who our father is. It is in the wisdom books. It is in Psalms 89. When the enemy shows up, check him. Check him and say, oh, you don't know who you're messing with. And take that gangster David stance. Check the enemy. Talk like your daddy is in charge because he is. The enemy is counting on you being afraid when things get tough, when things go wrong. In trying situation, he is counting on you shutting down and shutting up. Push back and let him know, oh, you don't know who you're messing with. Recognize the power that you have. Matthew 17, 20 says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you. Your flex can make demons shake and run. The enemy is no match. God's given you power and God's always got your back. Always. Let the world know. Put the enemy on notice. Read him. You don't know who you are messing with. Take your place. Move the enemy out of the way and tell him you don't know who you're messing with. Amen. Let us pray. Father, our protector, our guide, our hope, our strength, our confidence. Your word says, your word says, who is this mountain in front of Jerusalem? It shall be made low. Father, let all of our mountainous problems be made low and our walk filled with the confidence, confidence you provide. You provide your love, your covering. Fill our ears with messages reminding us who we are to you. Give us wisdom and vision to distinguish the tricks of the world, the enemy from your hand, Father. Grant us a courageous heart, courageous enough to push back the plans and traps of the enemy that he has laid before us. Thank you for the advantage over the world, over the enemy. In Jesus' name, let us all say, Amen. listening to Logos Masterclass. Thanks for joining us. I hope you'll tune in again next week.